The leader of Russia was not at the Senate Foreign Relations Committee hearing yesterday, but Vladimir Putin certainly had some testimony to deliver. In line with international law, only the UN Security Council can sanction the use of force against a sovereign state. Any other pretext or method which might be used to justify the use of force against an independent sovereign state is inadmissible and can only be interpreted as aggression. Vladimir Putin there speaking to the Associated Press and Russia's state channel one television. Putin's comments come in advance of a G20 summit, which starts in St. Petersburg tomorrow. Joining us from Moscow is David Herzenhorn, reporter for our partner, The New York Times. David, welcome. Great to be with you. Is Vladimir Putin injecting himself into this debate or setting the stage for the summit in St. Petersburg? Uh, Both. Of course, Vladimir Putin and Russia have been at the center of this disagreement over what to do in Syria for quite some time. And there's no question that the political difficulties that President Obama seems to have faced in recent days have actually played uh, very well for uh, Russia's position. Putin has opposed military intervention in Syria. He says he remains unconvinced by the evidence put forward by uh, Secretary of State John Kerry and others. Uh, says, we don't know if there were chemical weapons used or if they were some kind of chemical pollutant. In the meantime, he's presenting himself as a defender of international law, that the U.S. has to get authorization from the United Nations Security Council before any military strike, and that anything else, he said, would really be a sign of aggression and a violation of the law. Any reaction to John Kerry's remarks yesterday before the Senate Foreign Relations Committee where he described Russia's relationship with Syria in in terms that I didn't quite understand, perhaps they're meaningful to Vladimir Putin. He said the relationship was transactional, that uh, uh, there's no real stake in responding militarily by Russia as far as Syria is concerned. This is bluster and nothing more. Well, that's a real oversimplification, and and we've described this relationship in quite a bit of detail in our pages in the New York Times. There's certainly some transactions that take place in terms of military sales by Russia to the Assad regime, and Mr. Putin in his interview with the AP was clear that those sales are legal, they have continued and will continue. But in fact, there's a lot more going on between these two countries. Many people know that Russia has a small naval installation at Tardis in Syria, There are also many Syrians that have come to Russia for university and for uh, graduate studies, many Syrians who marry Russian women and take them back uh, to Syria with them. There's a big Syrian community here in Moscow. And so these ties, not to mention uh, ties between the Orthodox Christian churches in Russia and in Syria, are, are quite a bit deeper than I think what the Secretary of State was suggesting there. And putting that aside, Putin is trying to make this point that really goes to him not wanting the United States seen as the sole decider and setter of the international agenda. And so to the extent that this conversation is happening at all, what should be done and who gets to decide? Does the Security Council back any action that the United States takes, even if Congress has authorized it? All of this really plays much more into Putin's view of the world, which is that, in fact, it's a bigger conversation that should include Russia and China Uh, France, certainly, you know, he was smiling when the British Parliament voted against uh, intervening and saw a split between the United States and its closest ally. 
And uh, there's a smaller conversation as well with oil prices up uh, around uh, $110 a barrel. Um, All this really benefits Putin just in pure cash terms. Well, there's no question. Russia is a huge oil producer. A lot of its economy is dependent on oil and gas. And as long as prices stay high, that's good for Russia. Of course, there's always the risk that if there is conflict, um, there are worries about shortages, that uh, there are other uh, things that could go wrong and that may uh, change that calculation. But for the moment, you're right. There, There is nothing bad in this for Russia as far as we can see it at this moment. David Herzenhorn, reporter for our partner, The New York Times, reporting from Moscow. Thanks so much. Great to be with you. NYC Now delivers the most up-to-date local news from WNYC and Gothamist every morning, midday, and evening. With three updates a day, listeners get breaking news, top headlines, and in-depth coverage from across New York City. By sponsoring programming like NYC Now, you'll reach our community of dedicated listeners with premium messaging and an uncluttered audio experience. Visit sponsorship.wnyc.org to get in touch and find out more.